Hey, welcome back to another episode of Consume This Week. This week, Austin talks about Palm Springs, and then Austin talks about Palm Springs, and then we head over to me, where I talk about Jupiter's legacy, and then Greenland. I bring it on home with Conduct Together, a new Switch game that is out now, and I could not recommend it enough. No, yeah, you got it. No, that's fine. All right, welcome back to another episode of Consumed This Week. No one said it with me. I thought you guys so, were going to say it with me. I was, I was under, under a little bit different impression there. That's okay, we'll get the studio audience to say it with me next mm-hmm. time. That's okay. We should it rehearse just, next time. Yeah. yeah, or I should tell you guys that I want you guys to say it with me next time. Either way, that's fine. Welcome no, back, audience. I would have I still not said it. Welcome back, listeners. <laughs> listeners, if you will, here. Uh, like we said, another episode of Consume this week. We got a doozy for you. Uh, but before we do that, if you want to always be updated on when a new episode comes out, we release them on Sundays, a question and a Consume this week. And we drop bonus episodes on Fridays. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter at r slash... Nope, that's Reddit. At Midwest Shitfest, you can uh, get a tweet whenever we put those out. And you can see our, a little bit of our commentary on those. So... Feel free, swing on by there. Uh, otherwise, let's kick things off. Hamblin, you got a comic per usual to start the top of the hour. Go ahead and hit me with it, man. I just want to hit you in the face with my fist. Hit <laughs> me with the comic. Don't hit me with uh, your, your your you. All right, you. So I kind of like it's funny because I didn't want to talk about this one, but I did because it's it's in the same genre of something I've talked about before, but it is very different. Uh, yeah, it's a comic. No, you fucking fuck. There's different genre. It's the media. I didn't say it's a different fucking meat. All right. Okay. So I'm this pretty week, sure comic is a genre. It's a medium to tell a story. Oh, uh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Just like a film is a medium to tell a story. There's different genres of films. Yes. I believe genres like, yes, like action, horror, thriller, comedy. I believe those are genres. Now that me and McLean are... Our friends okay. shit on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I read uh, 47 Ronin, uh, which is uh, published by Dark Horse, and it's based on uh, historical true events uh, that took place in feudal Japan. Ooh. Uh, yes, yeah, so this is the first time that I've talked. I mean, I've talked about like autobio comics, but this is, yeah, based off a historical event. Now, this comic has the. Probably the greatest creative team for this specific comic. I'm not going to say they're the greatest comic creators of all time, but they're perfect to tell this story. And here's why. So first, I'm going to talk about the artist. The artist is Stan Sakai. Stan Sakai, you know him, but you don't know him. And I know McLean's going to know him when I talk about him. Oh, okay. has done... You might. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) No, that's fine. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a comic called Usagi Yojimbo. Oh! Uh, no, yeah. fuck you, you bitch. Okay. <laughs> You're right. Okay, yeah, okay so Usagi Yojimbo is a, is a samurai rabbit. Now, a lot of people would know that he is the same samurai rabbit that appears in the Ninja Turtles uh, and, and in the different mm. animated series. So, But he has his own comic that's been going on for a long time, and that's uh, Stan Sakai does that comic. And though it's all... Uh, it, oh, I'm going to fuck this word up anthropomorphic people is that right yeah yeah yeah. holy shit uh what maybe that, that no, not be right 
All right. But, uh, you know, I'm saying half human, half animal. I just whatever. can't give that to you all willy-nilly. We got to check it a little bit. I, I could be fucking wrong. But, uh, so, yeah, so he, he's, he's done a ton of, of samurai-ass comics. So he, he's perfect for this. Uh, and then the writer is Mike Richardson. Now, Mike Richardson runs, uh, was, I believe his title is president, but he essentially runs Dark Horse Comics. Now, why he is probably the best pick to write this is because he is responsible for a lot of uh, samurai manga being published in the West early on. Now, Lone Wolf and Cub is probably considered the greatest samurai comic of all time. And it was because of Mike Richardson that we got uh, the collected editions in the United States. Um, now, that brings me to the third person that's involved in this book. And I'm, I'm going to butcher this name. It's Japanese. I apologize in advance. Kazuo Kiyoki? But he is the writer of Lone Wolf and Cub. He was a consultant on the project. So you have the consultant on the project to help uh, was has done the best samurai comic of all time, arguably. And then you have Stan Sakai, who's drawn the super long ongoing samurai comic that I fucking love. And then Mike Richardson, who is who loves samurai films and, and is responsible for bringing a lot of uh, popular samurai media to the West. Uh, or not just the West, but to English-speaking countries. Uh, and so they, they, they collaborate on this comic. And 47, I picked this up on a whim. I kind of found it at a comic shop. And just seeing all the names on there, I bought it. I didn't even need to know what it was about. I was like, cool. These three on a samurai comic? Fuck yeah. Hmm. Uh, the story, and this is all a true story, is essentially about... So a ronin is a samurai that does not serve a master. Uh, so they could be a sellsword or their, their master could be dead. And this is a story about uh, these 47 ronin who are trying to avenge their, uh, their master, who, who was wrongfully forced to commit senpuku, which is uh, suicide, to kill yourself with your own sword. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a, there is not a fight for the first 90 pages. But I was so enticed because it's basically samurai politics. And it's so, because it's about the things that they do to position themselves to be able to enact their revenge. And then, like, the last 30 pages is the actual, um, what happens when they try to take out their revenge. And it's super cool the lengths that they go through to make it seem like they're imbeciles or to make them seem like they're not a threat to anyone. Hmm. So that way they can enact their revenge and the, the sacrifices that these people made. And yeah, it's all based on the true story. And the, the, the other thing that I really liked about this collection is there's back matter in it where there's interviews with, with the creators talking about it. They talk about the, the true history aspects that's in it. And they actually print the name of all the 47 Ronin that were involved, which I thought was super cool. And they even acknowledge that, like, depending on the translation, some of these names may be spelled different if you look into this. That's pretty sweet. So they're super, super accurate on, on everything. And, uh, yeah, samurai politics. I know, if, like, people are like, oh, samurai fights. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, the intricacies the and stuff. Yeah, the po- like it's like Star Wars where you're like, yeah, there's fight scenes, but like space politics, and that's probably why I prefer Star Trek over Star Wars because I'm like, mm. you know, space politics. Uh, but yeah, and, and, and that's the whole thing, and and, and yeah, just, just one graphic novel. It's like I want to say like 150, 160 pages total with all the bonus materials and interviews and, and stuff. Um, but I really liked it. I mean, to read 90 pages without a fight in a samurai comic and still be like, oh, fuck yeah, oh, this guy's gonna get it. 
You said it was historical. Do you know what time this would have been happening? Oh, my God. I want to say it was like 1700s. Um, oh, uh, really? Okay. Edo period of, of Japan. It's, there's going to be some history buff and be like, you just fucking moron. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't even know. There's going to be plenty and, of non-history buffs saying that as well, too. So. <laughs> that, uh, that is that is true. That does, I'm, I'm just, does this relate at all to the movie 47 Ronin starring Keanu I, I, Reeves. I thought there was a movie. I fucking thought so. So I don't, I don't wanna... know if if the movie is also okay. So it's seventeen oh one is the year that this happened. Okay, uh, in okay. Japan, uh, or yeah, seventeen oh one to December fourteenth, seventeen oh two. And I don't know if that movie is also based off of that or if it's just they're using that title. But there has been a, other media that have adapted the true story. As well, um, I imagine it would because that seems pretty specific to be like, ah, oh, no, forty-seven no, I, and a half. This samurai. is a different forty-seven Ronin. I, yeah, I, the I, other forty-seven Ronin. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 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 funny because like this, I I know, like I, I'm sure this comic sold okay, but I can tell you it didn't sell amazing because it's so niche, right? Like it's so like. Uh, the audience for this, and it's funny because I'm in a comic group of people that like, and I knew they were super like minded like me when I posted this, and everyone's like, "Oh, that comic's fucking great," and I'm like, "This probably didn't sell amazing," um, <laughs> and just because it's so like, you know, there's like the everyone knows who Superman is, and then I'm like, "Oh, they got the creator of Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh, they got the creator of Sagio Jimbo. Oh, they got Mike Richardson for Dark Heart." Like. That's, um, but yeah, it, it, I loved it. So I, it, that's definitely not for everyone. But like, if you're a history buff, it, it is. It's if you like like tactical stuff and, and war and, and strategy and battle, you know, it's all true. It, hmm. Super would be super interesting. Interesting. That doesn't sound like I don't sounds think, different than a lot of stuff. It's, I feel like it's a interesting medium to choose to retell a story of history. Yeah, uh, that's what I was gonna say. People probably and don't. That's think why of... it really is a unique situation and set up in the first place. You know, right? Because you wouldn't ever think you're like, oh, if I I want to learn more about the forty seven Ronin, you wouldn't be like, oh, there's probably a comic. At, you know what I mean? You'd probably mm-hmm. be like, oh, I could find a book or a documentary or you know, yeah. But, uh, here's a comic. Huh? I enjoyed it a lot. That's good to know. Yeah. If you don't want to read your goddamn history book. Uh, read a comic book. Read a comic book and shove that in your teacher's face. It'd be great. Uh, McLean, what do you got? I know yours is kind of comic related as well. It is um, comic related, yes. But I uh, I don't know anything about it. Cool. So I'm Perfect. eager to hear what you've got to say, man. So I watched, I binge watched all of it actually in two days. Oh, um, Jesus. A show Seek called help. Jupiter's Legacy. It's on Netflix now. Is it um, new? It's new. Yeah. Okay. Last week. Yeah. Last week. Um, So it is based on a graphic novel or a comic um, by Mark Miller. Um, We know that name. We've talked about him before. And Frank Mm -hmm. Quatley is the artist as well. Yep. Frank Quatley, yeah. But Mark, Is this this McLean's thing or is this your thing? I'm sorry. You know, I will take when McLean and I, I have get. watched the same thing, then I get to do that. <laughs> but if you and him have watched and read the same thing, you don't get to do that, okay? <sighs> Everyone oh, knows. Um, so it is about a superhero family. And before you say, oh, God, another superhero family one. So this one's a little different. So it's I like how – so because I've talked about Invincible um, 
And like we've, you know, we've gone through um, that and like Umbrella Academy is out there mm. um, and Jupiter's Legacy now. And it just seems like there's like a just like um, a ton of superhero shows trying to be dark, trying to be edgy, um, trying to tell a different story about a superhero family that isn't all sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. Um this one's a little different, though, in the fact that I described Invincible as like, so it's kind of like the boys, right. um, but not all the superheroes are dicks. Just one of them is a really big dick. That's Omni-Man. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> but in this one, all of the superheroes, for the most part, are relatively like Superman-esque. So they have, so so they live by this code. What I like about it is that it's about these, this te- this this first generation of superheroes. So it's literally these people all got their powers at the exact, at the exact same time. And they form this union um, of superheroes and they abided by this code, like do not kill, uh, do not govern. like do not impose your will on other people. Like very, very justice related, very um, like hmm. very Superman esque. Like we are the golden gods. Um, but then they have, that they have offspring. They have their their children, and their children inherit a lot of their powers. They might have similar powers. They might have maybe slightly different powers, but they're growing up in a whole new world. Like the original set of superheroes grew up in the 20s and the 30s, where things may have been a little bit more black and white between good and evil. But now today, um, things are happening where the super villains, these other these pe- these other people with superpowers that are malicious in intent. Um, are becoming much more vicious. They're killing people. Uh, they're not. Stu- they're not holding back. And these kids are having to deal with trying to live up to this code imposed upon them by the Utopian, who is like the, the Superman of the group, um, trying not to kill. But so it kind of relates a lot about going back to Hamblin saying about politics. It kind of revolves around some superhero politics, which is interesting to see. There's not a lot of superheroing. In this show, there's not a lot of fights. I mean, there are some fights, but it's mostly um, it, it flashes back and forth between the children of the superheroes and how they're growing up and how they're dealing with all this new shit. And then it goes back to the original set of people before they be, became superheroes. And it shows how they kind of um, got their powers, but it, they get their powers through following these clues set set forth be, like from this um this just omniscient or omnipotent presence so they're all drawn to this island um and it's like them figuring out the puzzle basically finding the pieces of the puzzle starts with a guy's death some um like some guy's dad's death and they find a watch and it leads to puzzle piece b puzzle piece c and they follow this mystery unraveling this mystery that's leading them all to this island and everyone thinks this guy's crazy, but he has to get all these people in the same place at once and how he tries to get them all on this boat um, when they all think he's crazy. So it's really cool to see that. Um, I was like super hooked. I was, I was like, I wouldn't, I couldn't change the dial. Um. <laughs> Jesus Christ. McLean, uh, dials have been away for a long time. A long, a long time, time, my friend. Oh, the uh, dish soap is still around. Oh yeah, okay, okay, killer. Yeah, um, I finished it. I think it's definitely worth a watch. 
Um, check it out. It's really cool. Um, the main guy who's in it. Oh, his name escapes me. Um, he plays that. Uh, the, the the only thing I can think of him from right now is um, he's the main like military guy in the Transformers movies. He's the guy that like slides on his back underneath uh, the transformer. Uh, um, I don't know that actor's name, but I know exactly. Who um, talking about. I'm going to look it Not up. Not Mark Wahlberg. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf uh, was in the uh, the the earlier series, and then Mark Wahlberg, and then in all the Transformers. T.J. Miller Mark, was in there. Mark Mal- Wahlberg was just out of breath for every scene. And you're like, what? Like, you didn't even go. I, he's I out of breath in everything. I can I can talk about that one. That uh, fucking Transformers. We should do an episode talking about Transformers the film sometime because there's a lot to fucking work with there. Lot to lot to process. <laughs> lot to unload. <laughs> Um, spoiler alert, you know, Transformers show up in King Kong versus... Oh, no, shut the fuck up. No, I was going to say, spoiler <laughs> alert, Transformers suck. Sucked. The film sucked. Uh, okay. well, I mean, the original motion picture, the animated that's one's fair. good. What did you... It's, it's Josh what? Duhamel. I think that's how you sp- pronounce his name. Oh. oh. Demel. Demel, sorry. Oh. Josh Demel. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Josh, yeah, let's he's... Um, we love you. He's the main character. Um, What did you... The, so you 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 liked it. You would recommend it, but was there something that you did like about it, or that you found gravitating, or um, your analysis was pretty analytical of that? Did you have any like, I don't know? What did you really like? What did you personally like about it? How do you feel? I like the um, I like the back and forth. I like how the story was told. I like oh, how okay. because like you know like the generations watch, like, thing is. Yeah, the, the generations thing is yeah. cool, but you like watch like the boys. You watch Invincible. Besides, like you know, Omni Man and Invincible, you don't really know how these people got their powers. It's like they they just exist and they're part of a superhero team, but they don't really go into how they got their powers or why. I, I was completely, I did not expect the whole sub story about how they got their powers and how it's almost like a, it's almost like this um, this Indiana Jones esque type adventure. Uh, with everyone following this seemingly crazy man leads him to an island. You get this like this this like lost PTSD. Like if you ever watched the the show Lost, they're on this mysterious island and they find this 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 whole thing and it like and it I mean it gives them their powers essentially. Um, yeah, I thought you meant that like he was searching for his PTSD. No, He's like, no, my PTSD like, is lost. I can't find so my PTSD. Find, yeah, I don't like, why yep, the fuck okay, would you do yeah, that? Yep, yeah. Why would anyone no, do that? The show that's lost. Fucking, yes. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Let me be clear. Right. Okay. The storytelling. Um, I think that's a very captivating cool. thing as well. Mm-hmm. If it can be done right, like, truly, that makes more of a difference than any effects or any of the other shots or anything. If you have a really good story being told and you're doing it properly, that is that is a really fun thing to see. That mm-hmm. sounds like it's different, though. I oh, just want to... So I just have one quick aside. Um, last week's episode, we had talked about community and we talked about Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. and then Hamblin recommended that I watch Scorpion's Revenge. It's an animated version of Scorpion and in, in his okay. story and like Mortal Kombat. Okay. I watched this and it came full circle when I realized that Joel McHale voices Johnny Cage in that movie. Oh shit. He does. Joel McHale, the lead yep. in community. Holy Dang. Shit. Yep. Dang, I, I thought you were fucking with me because I was like, oh, he started about talking about community and then you started talking about Mortal Kombat and all that stuff. And I was like, did he just fucking say community in order to get me to know what episode we were talking about to fuck with me and then to just like get my attention and then to do nothing with it? But no, you tied it in. You got me. I tied you it fucking in. got me. I've been yeah. duped. 
I've been duped. Yeah. So quite speaking of bamboozled. Speaking of comics and superhero teams. Oh yeah, I'm so glad that you talked about that's a man. That was a good transition. Thanks, man. Yeah, I wanted really to ruin problem. it, but I didn't get the chance. <laughs> that was so great. I was not even expecting that. I'm so glad that you talked about Jupiter's legacy. Um, and because when you're talking about that, you talked about Umbrella Academy, which is what I wanted to talk about. Um, Umbrella Academy, for those that don't know, is a similar stem. It's another superhero show. Uh, they've got, I think, believe two seasons out on Netflix right now. They're, I, I think they're going to do another one because the second one got a bit of traction for sure. Um, and at least two seasons. Um, and it's about these kids that are put together and they, this rich guy basically assembles a group of superheroes and then raises them from a young age. There's an orphanage type thing and then has them go and do these things. Um, a lot of times I, I think I've got a pretty good track record of recommending things for you and really talking about a lot of stuff that I really like. And I feel like Michael Scott sending out emails when I mark everything as urgent because then when everything's urgent, nothing is, nothing urgent, is. you know? And so I felt the need to take a step back and really uh, talk about Umbrella Academy because I didn't fucking like it, man. I didn't fucking like it at all, and I would not recommend it. I do think it was uh, a pretty big, not not a massive waste of time because, you know, there was a fucking pandemic going on, but I I wouldn't have watched it if I had something else to do. Um, Mm -hmm. It is based off of comics. I know, I know. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know people that really like it, but I truly, yeah, I'm gonna. Agree. I think I, the epitome of this that really, like, there's a lot of factors that are at play here. Um, that I think it goes to show of like, hey, how much of a fucking cash cow superhero movies are right now? That like, hey, you can do anything, and people will jump people on will it. Ch- like, we'll try yeah, it as long as you have something you know. okay. Yep, yeah, Netflix will fucking pay for it. Hulu will jump well, on that, pay for it, get it going. And all that stuff. Now, this show is a little bit different than, hey, just a random Joe Schmo showing up and pitching a superhero comic. Or sorry, a pooper, or a pooper hero. A superhero series. Um, this one was written by the frontman of My Chemical Romance. And so... And drawn by Gabriel Ba. Written by Gabriel Gerard Ba? Way. Gabriel Ba is no the idea. illustrator. He's the illustrator for the series. I know, but does he done anything else? I don't know anything else about he's him. He's done a lot. I mean, he's done a lot of stuff. Is he in yeah. a band? Is he a front man of a band? No, he's done a lot of comics. He's actually a Brazilian comic artist. Uh, he's done a lot of Neil Gaiman adaptations. He's done a lot of stuff Ooh. for for uh, for Dark Horse. Uh, he's won Eisner. That's uh, very cool. So the comic was written by the front man of My Chemical Romance. Who I didn't, I didn't know that. You know yeah. if you like My Chemical Romance or not. And if you don't like My Chemical Romance, you know the very specific people that do like My Chemical Romance. We're talking about like okay. girls between 20 and 24? Uh, it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, would work, I would work shows called Emo Nights uh, where like they would play a lot of those tracks. Everybody would show up at Woolies and yeah, My Chemical Romance was definitely one of those things for sure. Black Parade, always cranking. Mm-hmm. Um and you can tell that, like, hey, if, if this dude already has a following, he really enjoys comics, obviously has a fuck ton of money, makes these comics, and I feel like there are a lot of things that, like, if I had a lot of money, I could have done just as well. And I'm not a comic writer, and I'm not... I mean, that's a pretty ballsy fucking statement, I will admit. But, like, it, it could tell that, like, hey, it's more of just who you are, not necessarily how good you are at this. Ooh. Like, is, is what it seemed like it was 
is well, going through. Now, don't get me wrong. I, you know I have not read is? any of the comics, so the comics could be phenomenal. Well, now, the show is an adaptation of the comics, and so there were a lot of things that were done a little wonky with that. The the actors in it, I think they did have a good lineup, and it truly a lot of them were trying to carry it, uh, but there are also some actors that didn't do a very great job, and you're like, uh, okay, you're trying. It seemed like it was a low-budget thing that... I don't know, picked up, but Hamlin, so, you look like you're about no, to say something. No, no, no. This so. is just an interesting thing that I wanted to say. So uh, just on, on the Gerard Way uh, thing is that he has a degree in cartooning and illustration. Who is this guy? Is this the illustrator? No, no. The writer, the oh. lead singer of Mad Chemical Romance, okay. Gerard Way, he, is, he has a degree in cartooning and illustration. He was pursuing a career in comics, and then randomly the band took off. So he was actively trying to work in comics and and like he was because uh, I've listened to a super long interview with him. He was uh, working for a toy company doing uh, a concept art and packaging artwork and stuff. And then the band just exploded and he quit his job because he was trying to break into comics. But his day job was he was doing illustrations for this. And then the band took off. So like a lot of people were like, oh, he just does comics because he has this <laughs> fan base. But in reality, he always wanted to do comics. They just took a back seat for a while because he also did love music. And so, like, I am a big fan of him. I, I he is a super OG nerd, like I am. And like when he when he was talking about the comics that he read, I'm like, oh yeah, he's one of us. That's what I say when I talk about like comic people. Like they're one of us. Like when I like when they're like me, like super into it. And he has a gen uh, a real passion for it. I very did did enjoy those comics uh, quite a bit. I didn't read a ton of them, nor did I watch the show, but I did I did uh, I just wanted to add I that because I think it's kind of interesting though. I don't want to shit on him too much. No, but no, it sounds no, like his main job I know like it started one way where his main job was writing comics and then it was being music or working in music and, and, and the band, right? And then the band took off and then he was breaking into comics after that. And it's funny because I feel like I see a lot of people telling musicians, don't quit your day job, but his day job was pretty big. I feel like if I saw his comic based on the show, I would tell him to not quit his day job of being a musician. <laughs> now, I'm just purely going on the guy. The I'm like, show. I like this guy a lot. Shit. I know, I know. And I'm purely going off of the show, which obviously everyone knows. Shows can get ruined by so many things. So many hands want to touch something on Netflix. Everybody wants to get involved. Everybody wants to do something. I I do have to say, you are not the only person that has said great things about his comics as well. Yeah. Um. So. so I I it does make me want to read a couple of them, but knowing that like ah, it's really not that great from what I'm seeing right now. Uh, for the show, I would not recommend watching the show. I think it'll be fine. Uh, I think you'll be totally fine without it. They're they're better superhero things to watch, especially now that are coming out. But uh, um, standards for me did get low enough during quarantine to watch it for sure. Also, for both of you motherfuckers, uh, Jupiter's Legacy, I was reading when it came out, and I was also reading this comic when it came out, and Invincible, and anything you guys talk about comics, I, I was reading it. When oh, it that's came super out. cool. Have you seen Ghostbusters? <laughs> oh, wow. Huh. <laughs> like, I was, yeah. I was Go just, fuck What's yourself. your favorite Indiana Jones movie? Yeah, uh-huh. the one with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, okay, You're cool. Dead to Eat me. shit and die. I don't know which one that is. Even Crystal Skull. Um, for those you of you that. listening, if you have not listened to questions previous to this, uh, you need to go listen to the questions right now. You let, then you come back, and then you can laugh at all of our jokes, and then you may resume this episode. You're welcome. Okay. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. That left us. Really flex, flex on Please us by now. doing the "I was reading them when they came out" bit. 
Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you did. You're fucking no right, one... I did. Yeah, okay. Look at that. I would okay, agree. Dude. I I did watch all. I binged it in, in fact, um, seasons one through two of Umbrella Academy. I kind of had the same thing. Like I watched them. Like I think my favorite character was like Klaus. Yeah, I think you, oh, like, you're you're right. Like some of those characters in there were really good, and you can tell like some of them really tried to carry the show. Um, like mm-hmm. Klaus was great. His writing was great. Um, I liked the the story behind five. Um, like how he comes back and he's still a little kid. Like he mm-hmm. went so far into the future. Yeah. Stuff like that was cool, but like it just was, it was just missing. It was missing something like, um, it was just like, it's, it kind of had like, um, the show heroes. Remember the show heroes, um, no. on NBC. But I remember people talking about yeah. heroes. I it it kind of had that same problem where it's like, it sets up a lot of stuff, but it never delivers on it. Or it's just, mm-hmm. it's just super uh, like dull at the end. Um, but, uh, the, uh, first season of heroes was great. And after that, it just, it, it kind of tanks in my opinion, but. Well, be careful. Oh. Cause then if you start shitting on it too much, Hamlin will tell you the writer is his favorite writer of all time. And, and I'm just to, I have great respect for him. And <laughs> I've. I do love you, Jared, if you're listening. And <laughs> Gerard, fuck, I fucked his name. I don't know. What he's not, he's no longer listening. Of Umbrella Academy were also like, what the fuck? There's a whole plot that they do with time travel as well that gets a little wonky that like, uh, uh, well, a major plot with time travel, but like the antagonists, I don't know. It's all over the place. And they're like, oh, cool. That's how you tied it up. All right, whatever, I guess. Well, like season two is the exact same thing as season one. So yep, they once again have to prevent a like a catastrophe through time travel. <laughs> mm-hmm. So is it like the Flash, Barry? You have to run faster than you've ever run before. Yeah. The next season, Barry, you need to run faster <laughs> than you've faster. ever run before. Remember and last like, time when you ran faster than you ever did? Well, it's time to do that, that again, again, except more. Yeah. It's <laughs> and a little bit faster now, and a little bit faster now. <laughs> anyway, that's how I feel about Umbrella Academy. Um, don't get me wrong. It is a it it is a mindless a good mindless show to put on that you're like all right okay cool. If you're looking for a superhero fix but don't want to get too invested, that one's a good one. But it does kind of suck because I think there's a few things that you do have to pay attention to because of the time travel. You can't. It's, mm. it's, yeah, it's you'll get lost. Second screen yeah. it, which is makes it even more unappealing uh, because it's not good and you can't second screen it. It's like ugh, stop. So I don't know. I don't want to crap on it too much because the comics would be good. I think I will give the comics a shot, but overall, don't waste your time on the show. That's my recommendation there. Uh, there is a movie, though, that uh, is next up on the docket, and I have watched that one, and that is one of the better mo- films of... I think it came out in 2020, I do have to say. Hamlet, yeah, yeah. Since you watched that. Yeah. I'm pissed because I was literally going to talk about it this week as well, but you put it down on the list, and I can't believe that I hadn't fucking thought of it. It's It's... I'm surprised it's not bigger than it is right now. Yeah, after uh, watching it, I can't believe that it's not more anyway, popular. Anyway, talk about yeah. the movie. Let's let's uh, not uh, let's not tease them too much. So this is the the Hulu original film, uh, Palm Spring, Palm Springs, uh, which uh, features uh, Andy Samberg in it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so hot right now, so hot. Here's the thing about this film: Have you seen Groundhog's Day? I haven't. But again, this I, is another great <laughs> opportunity. Uh, we'll go ahead, pause the podcast for you here. Go if back. If you have not uh, watched or listened to the questions um, of what you haven't seen that's a classic, you're going to want to go ahead and go back to that. 
And uh, then you may come back to this once you've listened to that. Another opportunity here, and we'll go from there. We'll give you a moment. Don't worry. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, so anyways, the, the basic premise is is the premise of Groundhog's Day, right? You, you, you really live the same day over and over. Now, if you've watched any of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, this movie is essentially if Jake Peralta was trapped in the same day over and over again, what would he do? No, he wouldn't try to escape. He'd accept it and he'd fuck around. And that's <laughs> the best part of this movie. Like, a bulk of this movie is just him fucking off. Uh, so th- the scenario that he, the day that he keeps reliving is a wedding that, that his uh, girlfriend is in. Uh, so he's, you know, they're there for this this wedding. And so he keeps reliving this wedding. Um, I really don't want to, really uh, uh, you know, give away a lot because it is it is. I'm not going to let you. I yeah. made up the decision it, earlier that if you give away anything, I will absolutely bleep you out afterwards or cut it out if I need to. No, I it, have no, no doubts, not, no regrets. Literally, it's just Jake Peralta. And I guess if anyone hasn't seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, just take a very childish, he's technically an adult, but he's really funny and random, and just give him a mulligan. Every day he gets to do what he wants, and it doesn't matter. So great. Uh, and that's, the, that's like, I, you see a lot of these stories, and most of the story, when this story is told, that type of story, it's, how am I going to get out of this infinite loop? That's the whole premise of the movie. How can we get out of the loop? How can we get out of this, you know, reliving this day? This is horrible. And he's just like... Nothing fucking matters, <laughs> and and he just keeps fucking off. Uh, and it and they're like uh, my my boss had told me to watch it. Um, the assistant manager, shout out to Bryce, and uh, I was just texting him quotes. And so like uh, while I was watching the movie, and he's like, "I told you you'd like it," and I'm like, "No, like I figured I would." Like I, I've not seen anything I didn't like with Andy Samberg in it, but like I I really can't believe this this kind of flew under the radar because it's. It's fucking funny. He did such a good job. And he, I watched some interviews uh, with him as well when he was on Conan and a couple other places, which, to, to be honest, Conan is fucking phenomenal, just in case you were wondering. Team Coco, baby. Um, he was talking about the show where he was directing it and starring it. And he was talking about how much fun that was. And it was really funny to hear him talk about that because he was like, ah, I can do better. Or like, ah, that was good. Or like, oh, I don't know if I really want to shoot that again. Cool. I don't have to. Fuck it. I'm not going to shoot it again. <laughs> and like, he's the one calling all the shots and doing everything. So it's just like, ah, I don't want to have to do that. Okay. Well, we're not going to do it. Or like, no, I know I can do better. Give me another cut. Okay, cool. I'm calling it. I'm going to take another fucking cut. This is how it's going to roll. I didn't know he directed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was super, and it really like it's got his name all over it, but it also speaks his comedy through and through all of it. There's it's it's very like Brooklyn Nine Nine. You got a lot of that, but also Brooklyn Nine Nine every now and then does have that like like those those nice moments that you're like, oh, that was really cool and stuff like yeah. that. And it does just the right amount of that in the in the, the movie humor. as well. Yeah, where you're like, oh, it's not yeah. comedy all the time. There are some nice things. J.K. Fucking Simmons is in it, man. Yeah. How the hell did he get J.K. Simmons? Don't that, know, but he fucking did it. Man, the, especially the the role that he plays in in it. I was like. This is such a weird role for him, but of course he knocks it out of the park like he does with anything. He's fucking handed. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he just fucking kills it. The female lead is um, the... I I feel bad because I don't know her name, but it is the uh, mom from How I Met Your Mother, if you will. The bassist. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. At the very end there. And she does a great job as well, too. Yeah, she's really really fucking cool uh, to see all that play out all the way through and through. And uh, I believe McLean has a country to talk about next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put Greenland down. 
I have no mm-hmm. fucking idea if you meant the country, what you meant by that. This is. Uh, I hope Green- it's not the country, and it's just just a boring ass presentation. Why do you fucking on hate Greenland? Greenland? Greenland was founded in nineteen. 19- <laughs> <laughs> Stay a while and listen. You consume the whole country. Anyway, this is my presentation, and it's no longer there because I ate it. He did there it. You go. He did it the this night is- before. It is a land that is green. <laughs> yeah. Greenland, the land, the movie. The land. <laughs> the movie. Um, no, so Greenland is a movie starring Gerard Butler. Um, it's about... Um, Who's Gerard Butler? That name sounds familiar, but I don't know who it is. He's Maybe? like Leonidas in 300. Yeah. Um, he's in all like the Angel Has Fallen movies. Um, okay, like I'll look him up. White House Has Fallen. <laughs> You've never seen 300? Oh, my Yeah, God. that one's the shocker. Oh, oh yes, okay. It's on a comic. Yeah. Also, also based on a comic, 300. Yep. Okay. I thought that was... He's in that one movie, too, with... Uh, is he... Uh, I thought it was Kurt Russell citizen? in 300, but I guess that doesn't make sense, does it? What the fuck? That's funny. Nope, not God. Kurt Russell. Never mind. I'm going to stop talking. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not helping anything Take at all. the foot out of your mouth. I can't understand you. Who is the dude from Les Mis? Hugh Jackman? <laughs> no. I know. I know who Hugh Jackman is. Hugh okay. Jackman? Oh, man. Man, this is going to fucking take us down a whole rabbit hole. Russell Crowe. How did I get Russell Crowe? No, Russell Crowe totally looks like Gerard Butler. They totally look similar. Yeah, totally. Okay, dude. I'm I'm agreeing with you. You are right, Yeah, I know, but they didn't see the face that you're fucking making, you piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. You know what? I'll post a survey on the Twitter of Gerard Butler or... I can't even think of his name. Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Brand? Russell? No, not Russell Brand. Oh, anyway. Brand Flakes. McLean was going to talk about Greenland before you rudely interrupted him. him. Like, yeah, that's the one on, with McLean. all the ice, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> no, that's... Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, Greenland. It's a movie about an asteroid. Or, I'm sorry, a comet. So now I saw this. I actually, I, I legit didn't even think. I, I assume was you do. said comet, but it sounded like comet, comment, which comet. sounds like that would be much funnier. Would you fucking let him talk? Oh, you're right. Jesus I'm, Christ! I'm sorry. This is getting out of hand. You go, McLean. You go. I farted. I had to let Logan in quick. Okay. Um, okay. So wife. I, I literally lay down on the couch to watch this movie because I was just in the movie to. I was like slightly probably buzzed and. I was. I just wanted to watch a mindless horror, not horror, um, like apocalyptic movie where like like the world is in in shambles because of an asteroid, like Armageddon, like Deep Impact, um, like Day After Tomorrow, those kind of movies. Um, so I watched this, put it on, never seen it before, and actually, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Um, I was. I really enjoyed the movie. It's about basically this. Um, this guy, he's like, um, he's a structural engineer. Um, he's in a rocky marriage. Like he cheated on his wife. They have a son who's diabetic. Um, and the world, the earth is suddenly threatened by this, um, this comet called Clark that just came out of nowhere. <laughs> That's that, the like, most like <laughs> bitch yeah, ass name for a comet. Name Clark. Clark. Clark is Clark coming. is coming to kill mm-hmm. us. Really? I'm Clark pretty sure it's is? like based on Clark Kent. I think that's why they named it that way. Uh, okay. All I can think of is Clark Clark Griswold in Chevy oh. Chase, and I know that <laughs> that's a, another level of of destruction. Yeah, that's that's a that's a whole other thing. Um, 
So yeah, but then it like it um it turns out that they originally thought it was going to miss Earth, but then it, um, because of like the sun um, and gravitational waves and things and what have you and um, the gas. Let me let me guess. They the use comet. they fucking throw out uh fuck what are they what do they call that physics where they love to just fucking like ah oh, we'll just blame it on that that's all we have to do global uh, warming. No, the <laughs> physics type that everybody... I'll look it up. You're right. They just love to blame that stuff on fucking sci-fi movies. It's your fucking story, man. They blame no, it's it McLean's story, movies? but Ethan keeps making it about himself. No. This, this no, is no, how no, our conversations no, no, no. usually go. I try to describe something. I never get there. Yeah, okay. you asshole. <laughs> Fine. I won't talk for the rest of McLean's story so you can hear about the fucking country... Greenland, all right? Sheesh. All right. So, um, but the movie's all about basically quantum um, physics. What would That's happen. What okay, was. you fucking quantum said you weren't going to talk. I and then it fucking out. five That's seconds it. later. I'm, I'm out now. I'm Holy out. Holy okay. shit. Speaking I'm mad how are you, McLean? <laughs> Were you just talking that entire time, McLean? No, I was like, speaking of conducting forward. trains. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. You go, you go, you go. <laughs> Uh, okay. So the whole the whole story is about what like basically what would happen if this if this kind of quote unquote really happened. So like the whole the, the world's response to this kind of thing. Like it's not really there's not a lot of destruct. I mean there is a lot of destruction. Um, but the whole movie isn't about like comets hitting and big explosions and you know these three billion dollar shots of buildings coming down and things. It's about um, this guy and his family how they're randomly selected by the government because the government is basically selecting people by profession to bring them to the country Greenland um, and put them in a shelter uh, because, you know, once um, because they basically they've identified that one of the, the pieces of the comet is a planet killer and it's going to hit no matter what it's nine miles wide and it's going to be, it's, it's going to cause an extinction level event on earth. So they're bringing all these people in, put them in a bunker so they can rebuild basically once um, once everything is passed. And the whole movie, it's this anxiety-ridden like trip following uh, the mom, the son, and the dad. They get separated because the son has a chronic, con- chronic condition with his uh, diabetes. Mm. And... Uh, they won't let him in because kids who have a chronic condition or some kind of illness, they're not going to let let in to the bunker because it's too much of a because um, fuck kids right? condition. Yeah, yeah. It's too much of a uh, right. liability. Fuck them kids liability is what I'm looking for. Yes, fuck the kids. And then, um, uh, but you yeah, said so fuck the kids. That's my you up. did. You did, Hamlin. Don't fucking put this on us. <laughs> you said fuck the kids. Tell's wrong with you. Their liability. McLean was saying it best. Yes. It's um, fucking, you gotta hate it. You should hate us. We suck. And then, you um, suck. <laughs> so he has to find his uh, his son's meds, and he goes to the car and gets the meds, and then comes back. And McLean, I can't see your face, but I assume that you're defeated right now because yeah, I think he's angry. I'd be fucking pissed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's not Gerard Butler being normal Gerard Butler where he is like this badass, like action hit, action hero. Like he kills a dude in this movie, 
but he's like he's totally stunned by it like he's not prepared to deal with it because you know humans are being humans in this movie part of it is good where humans are being bros but part of it is also humans just being you know the selfish self-preserving panicky creatures that we are is it relatable to kind of how people acted during the pandemic at all um yeah there's riots like there's riots like i guess not really like people go to like pharmacies and like just take all the water and the drugs that they can because part of the movie is the mom is trying to find um meds like insulin uh for her son but she has to go into this pharmacy and it's being raided and um there's a bunch of like uh like life-threatening things happen there <laughs> and uh i don't know so like i know like my my brain is kind of off track right now but like the movie's really good it's great um like i said it's kind of an this anxiety-ridden like trip because like for me when i was watching it i was just like oh god this is like giving me anxiety because like they're trying to get on this plane and he has to go back to the car because they forgot the kids meds. He tries to get back to the plane, but there's a huge crowd. They're trying to break down, get past the military because he's everyone's trying to get on these planes, but the military is only taking the ones that are selected. But then the kid is rejected and the kid has to, so the mom takes the kid out of like the airport and the dad's trying to get into the airport with the meds and they like miss each other. And then the, the wife and the kid get in this car and like to try to get to her dad's and they're trying to having trouble they can't get on the phone with each other and you um, recommended this you said it's a really good movie yeah oh, it's okay, super okay. good you recommend anxiety is what you're if telling you us. don't have yeah. anxiety you'll love mclean's recommendation it if just, you do you'll, you'll fucking yeah. hate mclean's recommendation it pulls sure. you yeah it just pulls you into the story and like keeps you like you pay for a whole seat, but you only need the edge. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Holy shit, that's great. Oh, that's real good. We should um, be using yeah, that for the like podcast that. for sure. So, um, yeah, check it out. It's called Greenland. It's not the it's not the country. Um, yeah. Speaking of conducting trains. Oh, no. I, mean, I Well, okay. No, before we go on to my, my game, I, I do think it's interesting. What year did this movie come out? Uh, this was in 2020. Okay. So I wonder, right, okay, if, for lack of a better word, apocalypse movies or world-ending movies or things like that, movies will start to uptick where it's not virus movies, but, like, just the idea of, like, people like to think of how, like, to poke fun and make jokes about how close the world was to ending and stuff like that of, like, well, we got to make jokes about it because otherwise, or, like, make movies or make ways to cope with it because because otherwise... I don't know how we'll get through it. You know what I mean? I mean, we already did, but like, yeah. Or do you think that was already being made well, before all that? That it was like, fuck, this is bad timing. We got to put this out anyway. It might have been. I mean, it might have. It came out December eighteenth of twenty twenty. So I mean, it must have been at least. I mean, COVID must have been on the radar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I I had that same thought. I was like, you know, I wonder if something like this. Because I mean, how long has it been since we've had a comet asteroid movie like i thought they were kind of burned out oh and then, right. it's been a while and all yeah. of a sudden there's this new comet movie so i was like well um i mean uh i mean i'm i'm a sucker like i'm i my guilty pleasure is the most like absurd movie that has to deal with like you know like the apocalypse or you know comets raining down or for some reason the earth just starts to explode like the core is another really cool movie um, mm. 
Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, when the Earth just stops spinning for some reason. Uh, so like, I'm a sucker for those movies, but this one was like really good. Like, I expected to just be like sitting there drinking my drinking my alcohol and uh, just kind of drinking zone my out. drink, drinking my drink. But no, I was like, this is actually really good. Huh. So yeah, check it out. Um, check it's it cool. out if you like anxiety. Yes. Who doesn't? And Gerard love anxiety. Butler. Oh, and Gerard Butler, not Russell Crowe. Not mm-hmm. Russell Crowe Hamlin. Russell Brand. Okay. But oh, also, who who's that one? Or if you like there? quantum physics, apparently this is something. Yes. That oh, I love Quantum life. Leap. That would be that'd be a good one. Oh, um, the uh, the woman who plays uh, Sarah in Firefly is the is the mom. Mm. She's also the voice of Black Canary in Justice League Unlimited. Hey, I know that one. Firefly <laughs> Hamlet. Good, because I don't. <laughs> Hamlet and I haven't seen Firefly. I haven't seen Firefly. This either. is what we found out. For, I, <clears throat> this would be a great opportunity to go to questions <laughs> and, and hear what Hamlet and I have not seen that McLean has. And uh, come on back. We'll pause and wait for we'll you. Pause. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you a moment. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Welcome back. Once again. Glad you can make it for the very end here. Um, I'm going to bring us on home with a game, per usual. Uh, it's a video game I've got for you this week. It is video called game. called Conduct Together is the name of it. it is Speaking on of anxiety-inducing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the bridge. If, if you like Speaking anxiety. of anxiety-inducing, uh, it's called Conduct Together. The general premise is... Uh, it's a, You can play it single player. It's also multiplayer. But uh, you have a train and you're trying to transport people and you have to do it within a certain amount of time. And they hop on the train and you have to stop, keep the trains going, move the tracks. And um, basically, you're just controlling those things, conducting the trains together as a group um, of people or just by yourself. Like I said, it is like within the exact same fucking thread as uh, Overcooked. If you have played Overcooked or Overcooked 2, where you run around the kitchen, you're it's it's a great party game like that. I've played that same concept here. This is right up that alley, perfect for that. It's I I'm pretty sure it's only on the Switch. It's twenty dollars, but I'm pretty sure it's on sale like every other week. Or I got it on sale. I can't remember. Anyway, totally worth the money that you're paying for it. And there's so many fucking levels that go with it that like it takes a lot of effort that I have not been able to like even get past a big chunk of it just because of like how intense it is. But as McLean said, it is very anxiety inducing. It takes you a couple times to at least play a level where everyone has a part where it's like, all right, who's going to take care of this track? All you have to do is toggle this button to switch the track back and forth and all of these trains will go and you have to direct the tracks or Direct the train, which way to go. Okay, you're in charge of these trains, and you're in charge of these trains, and then there's certain buttons for those trains to just stop it and go it. Don't worry, there is a train horn as well. You are able to hit the horn whenever, which is my favorite part, and I think that's important for everyone to be able to do. Um, There's also like a slowdown function, which is cool, where it's like the Matrix dodging bullets-esque, but it is super difficult. Uh, Not Cuphead-level difficult, but it is it is up there for sure. Um, a great co-op game. If you enjoy, like I said, if you enjoy uh, Overcooked. Have you played Overcooked, Hamlin? I heard you making jokes yeah, about that. Yeah, no, I actually, so uh, Kayla got it. And uh, I, I didn't play it because I watched it and it gave me so much fucking anxiety watching it <laughs> that I had no want. Like, not that I'm big into video games, but like I watched it play them like, Fuck that, man. Because it's you're just fucking like run it. It's like this is like work. This is like what it is at work, but it's a mm-hmm. video game yeah, version you, of my job. You have to be able to micromanage. 
Oh, like in both shit. games. Like I would rather play Cuphead than oh. play like I had fun playing Conduct together, but I mean I was mentally burned out after like 25 minutes like so you and played, all i had to do was operate a switch and i'm like i fucking can't do this <laughs> you've played super or not super you've played super smash that's not no uh you've played, that. you've played uh uh overcooked right mclean oh yeah mm-hmm uh, overcooked yes two, yes it's definitely a uh it puts a strain on anybody you play that game with uh i played overcooked with uh some people and we were not allowed. You definitely have types of people in both of these games that I do think is important to talk about because you got to know what you're getting into before you play the game. You have type A personalities that will take control and that are going to assign everyone a position and that are going to do these things. And then when you fail the level, they will not take responsibility. Okay? It will get blamed on someone else. <laughs> Um, that is definitely, I have played Overcooked with a lot of people like that, where it turns into like, hey, I'm just going to take this cup from here to there, and that's all I'm going to do. And it's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to look at you. Oh, my gosh. What was I thinking? I'm just a bus boy. I'm not allowed to do anything else, right? Okay. Very similar concept with Conduct uh, Together. You've got uh, somebody that's probably going to sign all the tasks, and if someone messes up once, the whole level has to start over. And that is the worst part to like, everyone will yell at that person. Everyone will fucking blame them. It will all be bad. No one else will take credit. They'll be like, whose train was that? And you figure out that like, oh, it was the third train that no one even knew was going to be there. And so then you don't know who to blame. It's a whole thing. It takes a couple of tries to get used to the level. But uh, be prepared. Know what you're getting into ahead of time. This could end with some relationships. Yes. I do want to... There is a, a very large disclaimer that goes along with this. On the other side of the coin, if you have a relationship that you are looking to end... Yes, this is the game. <laughs> this this is, is the game to this do what it. you need. Um, yeah, uh, that, yes, that would be the way to do it for sure. Yeah. Try McLean, were you about to say something? Um, I was going to reminisce about... Yeah, just some... Going back to some... Uh, some horror stories from Overcooked 2 where it's like, I play with some people where it's like, okay, your only job is to, when a dish appears in the sink, you wash the dish and then you put it on the stack. That's it. And you go back and you wait for some more dishes. You wash the dish, <laughs> put it on the stack. Once and you can like, handle that, we can go from there, okay? Fa- and then <laughs> fast forward 10 minutes and I'm like, where are the dishes? There's no dishes over here. It's it's uh, essentially like trying to record a podcast with Hamlin. No, you first give him off, one that was simple you task. Fucking doing he just it has earlier. to show up with two things to talk about. That's it. And then before you know it, you're like, God damn it, Hamlin. You know, similar concepts there. Again, like you said, it is like real life. Oh, you want to play it? You want to be played out right now? Okay, okay, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Wow, this episode really went off the rails. Okay. I know this is a weird factor. I, I do want to talk about this. You reminded me of this with the game. Um, when you play the game more and more, depending on your score, they unlock actual real trains for you that are like models that are like, hey, this is the model based off of like this train that came out in 2016. And it's painted just like it. It has the same horn as it. And so then you can go to like the garage, for lack of a better term, and pick the train that you want to use. And I think that's just like a funny little factor that you add on top of like, nope, we want to actually make this game realistic a little bit as well. So if you like trains, 
You'll you'll like this for sure. Oh, okay. Really trying to fucking end it. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to our questions, this is a great opportunity to go ahead and uh, stop the podcast and uh, listen to the questions and, and come on back. Otherwise, Hamlin says I'm done. Uh, so I guess that's all we have for you this week on Consume This Week. Thank you for joining us. Unless either of you would like to add, you know what? No, nope, Hamlin's singing. I'll just okay. All right, I'll just I'll just add this, the music over. You're right. You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. All right, fuck you guys.